कमांडमेंट नंबर वन राइज बिफोर डॉन ऑफर योर प्रेयर एंड पूजा एट अ फिक्स आर प्रिफरेबली बिफोर सनराइज सिटिंग इन वन एंड द सेम पोज हैव अ सेपरेट प्लेस एंड सीट फॉर वर्शिप प्योरिटी ऑफ माइंड एंड बॉडी शुड बी स्पेशली अडियर टू द फायर ऑफ द डिवाइन विच हैज़ बीन बर्निंग सिंस द बिगिनिंग ऑफ द टाइम हैज़ नॉट एट कूल डाउन वेन द टाइम ऑफ क्रिएशन केम द लेटेंट थाट केम इन टू एक्शन एंड द सेटलेस्ट पार्टिकल्स गॉट हीटेड अप दस द प्रिलिमिनरी कवरिंग सेट इन फॉर्म द वेरी फर्स्ट डे बाय द इफेक्ट ऑफ कंटिन्यूस हीटिंग द पार्टिकल्स बिगैन टू कम इन टू मोशन इट्स इंटेंसिटी वेंट ऑन इंक्रीजिंग एडिंग व्हील्स आफ्टर व्हील्स टू इट ग्रॉसनेस बिगैन टू डेवलप बाय द इफेक्ट ऑफ द ग्रोइंग इंटेंसिटी ऑफ द वाइब्रेशंस द एक्शन ऑफ एवरी पार्टिकल स्टार्टेड एंड वेंट ऑन मल्टीप्लाइंग टिल रियलिटी वॉज कम्प्लीटली रैप्ड अप विद इन लाइक अ सिल्क वर्म इन द ककून इन अदर वर्ड्स ओनली द वाइट शेल ऑफ द एग रिमेंड ओपन टू द व्यू वेल द इनर रियलिटी वॉज विद इन वॉज लॉस टू साइट को रिलेशनशिप बिगैन टू स्प्रिंग अप नाउ वन हु हैज मोर क्लोजली अटैच टू इट रिसीव्ड मोर ऑफ इट फॉर हिज शेयर द हीट विच एग्जिस्टेड ऑन द फर्स्ट डे मैनिफेस्टेड इट सेल्फ इन मैन एंड ग्रेजुअली इट वेंट ऑन डेवलपिंग एज्यूमिंग द फॉर्म ऑफ ऑर्गेनिक ग्रोथ एवरी पार्टिकल कॉट अफेक्टेड देयर बाय एब्जॉर्बिंग इट्स ड्यू शेयर ऑफ इट अ मटीरियल टेंज वॉज दस इंट्रोड्यूस्ड इन टू इट and it remained subject to the influence of that which it was a part of the bigger layer previously formed by the heat maintained its connection with it now the influence caused on the greater thing will naturally be reflected on the smaller thing which will get affected thereby in proportion to its magnitude all things being subject to external influences are affected by the rays of the sun in accordance with their capacity the heat produced by the external cause begins to exhaust itself after some time and the real comfort comes only when it gets completely exhausted take case of the summer season when the effect of external heat which reduces after some time is thoroughly removed some comfort or ease is definitely felt and experienced now the time when the ex- external heat begins to subside yielding place for the cooler effect of to settle in or the meeting point of the two is known as sandhi gati and this in the opinion of mahatmas is the time best suited for the practice of sandhya and upasana worship this is the time of the advent of that which is opposed to heat and it can be that alone which existed prior to the generation of the heat at the time of creation and which is in close conformity with nature or in other words the very image of the ultimate state we have finally to arrive at thus the point we start from is the very point which corresponds closely to the destination importance is also given to sandhya at the time of noon but in that case the power is utilized in different way the sun's rays are quite direct at the same time causing greater heat nature's eternal heat which proceeds from the origin is also attached with it thus indirectly we connect ourselves with the ultimate power to the medium of material heat and secure closeness to it this continues till the time when the heat begins to subside and we draw the fullest benefit thereof now the time that follows will enable us to have the taste of the condition which comes next helping us to acquire still further closeness the sages have therefore advised the sages have therefore advised sandhya at the noon time too the reason is that by continuous influence of sun's rays get connected with the plane where from 
they have originated and which is next to the ultimate since the rays of the sun are closest to the perpendicular at noon the effect brought about by them is more direct owing to the nearness the heat which seems to be coming from the sun is in fact the heat of the particles thus if we meditate at noon our thoughts get continuous unconsciously attached with the center or the ultimate putting it in a different way i may say that in order to solve a problem we have often assume the answer first similarly in the order to solve the problem of life we assume the very real thing first however hazy it may be to our view because on arriving at the last phase of cognizance of the previous ones is often lost in this way we of we utilize the excessive heat to our best advantage but since the material heat at the time is also great we do not treat sandhya at the noon to be compulsory in our system during the time that follows the heat of the sun begins to gradually subside in other words we begin to advance towards the coolness till we reach a point where both heat and coolness are at par this is the evening time which is fixed for the practice of sandhya it helps us to derive the full benefit of time getting more closely attached with the coolness of our as the time advances further we go on getting closer and closer to greater coolness finally we reach the point where we are closest to it and that is the time of dawn the sun's rays have their least influence at that time it is scientific principle upon which the division of timings for puja and sandhya is based in accordance with the natural effect of time a question now arises as to why sandhya has been fixed only at the time of sattva and tamas and not at the time of rajas the principle of invertendo is well known to everybody both terminals are taken into account namely the beginning and the end the beginning the sat and the end the tam inverting them we get the reverse the beginning becomes the end and the vice versa the middle in both cases remain the same in other words a hypothetical line which connects the two ends i now reveal herein the true significance of the little known mystery generally they consider sat to be the reality and treat it like a yardstick for measuring the knowledge of god the mystery at the bottom is quite unknown to them in fact it is the sphere it is all the sphere of tam and tam alone this is the only thing worth achieving for a true yogi it is no doubt very difficult to gain access up to this point to acquire sat is very easy job but the state termed as tam cannot be so easily attained there is nothing beyond though generally people talk a good deal about it a few amongst them even attempt to secure approach up to it even the purity simplicity and peace is not there it is in fact beyond all of them this is the very thing which is acquired after persistent labor through several lives i can boldly assert even the greatest saints of the world have remained short of this mark in this respect the state of negation which one craves for and which is the real life abides in it and all activities cease before one reaches the point This is the divine mystery which is revealed today. It is the central point of the real state of being which is in most cases remain unattained in spite of all the efforts of the pursuer. Perception has no approach to it. People tend to consider this state uh, tam as their deadliest enemy. But if you ever happen to study a person in whom this state is complete ignorance is reigning in full swing, you will find that at the highest pitch of advancement 
he like an infant baby has no awareness of his own condition but if a slight touch of sat is applied to it he will then be able to have cognizance of his state of thumb this is the due this is due to the fact that the meeting point of the two leads to the creation of a new state identical with that which was the basis of creation now the principle of invertendo applies in this case too the third phase of manifestation relates to the material exposition of the objects of nature people remain entangled in it forming numerous ideas and desires generally our eye is attracted by anything bright and glaring which we commonly misunderstand as sat this bright object is nothing except maya and those who talk so highly about it are in fact far away from the sphere of spirituality not even to say of reality but people have developed such a state of torpidity that they are neither prone to hear nor perceive anything in this connection they have lost sight of the true reality which is beyond both light and darkness this is what has been shown in the emblem of the mission and which is in a true sense the real state of man's perfection from which no decline or fall is possible this is a very delicate point of philosophy the saints have generally called this state of neither light nor darkness as sat pad which is not correct for this is state it is much beyond that that is in fact the reflection of reality which in fact is itself is still beyond this may be astonishing to most of the readers but i have written this only for those who are well advanced in spirituality and who have thorough knowledge of the science it can only be experienced in a practical way and is not to be found within the bounds of religion it is entirely different path it is itself a science for which one may not be able well fitted in unless he develops the capacity to perceive nature with his inner eyes till then he can have no approach up to its fringe even not to speak of knowing or understanding it religion helps one only to understand that there is something more in nature for him to perceive but for picking up the pearl one must oneself dive deep into the ocean in fact the very simplicity purity and innocence of reality have become a veil to it this book has been written for the no voices but for those who are highly advanced in spirituality performing of sandhya before sunrise is stressed upon for the reason that the external heat and other influences which have been driven out of the body may not creep in again by the effect of the sun which would prevent our de- deriving the best advantage of the time it has been generally advised and western culture to supports the view that a separate place must be reserved for each type of work so that the relevant thoughts and conducive to the nature of the work may spring up on arriving that place man possesses power which he has derived from its his thought connection with reality when one resolves to do a thing the connecting link between the thought and the work becomes intensified and one begins to draw power from the real source in accordance with the strength of his thought when the power begins to flow in and we associate it with a particular point of time then the remembrance of the work begins to revive in our heart and we begin to feel attached to it in the same some way or other the room or the place we sit in for meditation is also charged by our thought force and a feeling of sanctity begins to prevail all over the influence taken in by the place helps us further in accomplishment of the task now it depends upon one's individual capacity to expand it as much as he can 
it has been generally observed and sacred shrines are living proofs of it that the influence is not exhausted with the lapse of time and even today pilgrims and visitors get benefited by it not only this since the air blows through it carries its fragrance to the adjoining layers too now there is contraction and expansion in each layer so the effect thus caused continues to develop and expand as regards for asana or posture it is well known step of yoga it is treated as a preliminary step and is much emphasized upon by the mahatmas though the mystery at the bottom has not been revealed yet everything comes to light at the destined time before creation everything was in almost active inactive state and had dissolved into origin but though they were dissolved into origin losing their individuality the previous impressions persisted this was because of the shade of reality which they remained under till the time of dissolution which helped them to retain the effect of impressions during the entire period of their existence however how long they continued to absorb this effect is beyond human imagination to determine it must at least have been during the entire period of existence since the time of creation the effect taken in by them was no long no other than the motion which generated from the shocks of the root power this being saturated with the effect remained silently active and this continued indefinitely it is known as the latent motion around the center the latent motion which is concentrated energy cuts out through the crevices for the power to burst forth and flow out afresh leading to the reformation of the universe man came into being the latent craving to ret- to return to his origin also began to spring up in him because of the real essence which he partook of being very powerful began to attract him towards it the thing which after coming into motion led to be the cause of creation was also inherited by him but that was contrary to the static condition because its basis was activity when the thought of going back to the static was considered up in man it became essential for him to bring the activity which had sprung into him into a latent state as far as possible he began to seek out means for it at last it came to his understanding that just as the latent motion was grosser in comparison to the absolute which was with which it was connected in the same in same way he must also take up something grosser for the purpose to enable him to attain the destined ideal of reality this led him to the conclusion that he must create in himself a form or contraction a form of contraction or withdrawal similar to that of at the time of pralaya now self is all pervading in man just as it is in the whole universe taking the universe in a whole collective sense the state of pralaya comes in when contraction begins to take place similar contraction in man leads to his individual pralaya this means that he begins to proceed from his state of grossness to the real state the contraction always starts from below and proceeds gradually upwards because of its upward tendency therefore in order to go upward he must start contracting from below the form would uh, only be to bring his legs and allied parts to one pose and to keep him steady in whatever way it might be done the form would finally be that of an asan it is essential because it paves our way to the ultimate 
the posture must always be the same the reason is that in this way he gets associated with a great power the very thing he takes up in the beginning for the attainment of the particular objective thus the form which is associated with the reality helps him in a good deal in his primary initiation performing sandhya in an upright sitting pose has been thought to be the most advantageous from a very ancient time because in that position the flow of divine grace dis- descends straight upon the abhyasi if abhyasi sits crookedly or obliquely in the unsteady pose the flow of effulgence will necessarily be impeded or disturbed the abhyasi will be deprived of the full benefit of the descent therefore in order to get the greatest spiritual benefit one must sit in a proper steady pose some may probably think that the upright steady pose may be reflecting a tinge of pride it is not so in principle the devotee abhyasi should be present himself before the master in the same manner as a soldier does at the time of parade at the call to attention it is essential for him to keep up the same steady upright pose looking with attention towards the officer this indicates the alertness healthy disposition and freshness of the body the same principle holds good in the case of the abhyasi while sitting in service before the master the ideal of purity held by hindus in particular in, is indeed very high but now in its degenerated state it has gone down to such an extent that it exists merely in imagination all the principles there have thereof have been quite forgotten and bathing and washing are the only remnants left now the principle of purity was based on the thought that eternal and pure existence which have to which we have to enter into is entirely free of all contaminations it is perfectly pure this is the highest standard of absolute purity free from all impurities distortions and coverings impurities mala distortions vikshepa and coverings avarna which was taken up for the ideal our being is contaminated with all these hence far below the ideal thus our attention being diverted towards the attainment of purity that of the highest level we begin to imitate it in, in all outward ways looking particularly to the cleaning of the body the external ways adopted for the purpose began to cast their effect upon the mind and thus the internal purity also began to develop this continued process supplemented by our firm attention upon the ideal contributed greatly to the attainment of the highest purity the process thus being accelerated real purity began to flow in all through and the mind began to get purified producing good thoughts which helped us further in our pursuit thus we were doubly benefited we had already resorted to means for the internal purification and now external ways too began to help us a good deal in the work and both combined together helped us immensely in the attainment of their objective when both these get harmonized with the each other it becomes uh, in itself a power which makes our path more smooth and we go on soaring higher and higher thus our feeling of purity helped us so efficiently in the attainment of the ideal our first and the foremost commandment relates to the proper observance of sandhya and upasana by following it we begin to draw in power which we have finally to attain it in due course another important point in this connection is that when the divine currents began to flow their actions and counteractions created a state of grossness which led to the formation of atoms anus and subatoms paramanus in the particular forms and shapes the continuance of flow created heat 
which was the very basis of life which gave further stimulus to existence but to through the though the heat remained in existence its force got diverted downwards one may be at the loss of understanding the real significance of the word up and down when we conceive the highest our thought takes into account the opposite view too that is of the lowest besides when we have sprung up from that which is the greatest and the best the next level the level next to it will naturally be called as lower or lesser in comparison this brings to into our mind the idea of high and low when the downward tendency begins to get dis- diminished the very same thing which had been continuously pouring heat into the particles helps to direct them upwards where from their existence has started and the heat created by the effect of motion makes it lighter still a lighter thing always tends to rise upwards in the other words it moves towards its source thus everything that comes into activity by the effect of the divine flow tends to fly towards the origin man has also inherited the same tendency so when his downward tendency is checked the thought of reaching the origin automatically revives in his heart this is why he begins to feel inclined towards sandhya and upasana there is a great difference between nature's heat and that caused by sun the former which originates from reality is totally devoid of materiality whereas latter which originates from comparatively material source is heavier in my opinion in my view the former may uh, more aptly be called as force of energy in an in energy the heat exists in latent state while in sun it is apparent the sun's heat is warmth a mere warmth while the other is promoter of preserver of life though the word used in both cases is same it is regrettable that no adequate means of expression of such subtlest matters are available and possible i have all i have however tried my best to explain it through the words as far as possible yet the actual realization of the difference depends upon the practical experience anubhava alone under sahaj marg our system of spiritual training the teacher at the very outset weakens the downward tendencies of the abhyasis by the effect of his own power so that it may get automatically diverted towards divine this state of mind relates to the higher plane of consciousness whereas the former one relates to the power this basic principle of spiritual training under the system may offer a chance of philosophers to ponder over i have dealt with it very briefly in this connection i may quote the following remarks of the great saint the lord has closed upon man the door of every query a poet has also said one can acquire the intelligence of sahaban a chinese philosopher in eloquence and rhetoric but none can attain the knowledge of the holy almighty what that wheel may be is discovered only with the deep thinking for the explanation of that which obstructs our appropriate knowledge of the real i may say that when we ponder over god our imagination creates a circle round it this is the knot which bars our approach to the answer of every question if possibly we can get over this knot and remove the limitation of the thought then the subtlest things can be revealed to us but there is also another circle within of which this one is but a reflection when we force our entry into that one also mystery of the center can be revealed but the breaking through of these limitations will be possible only when one is able to shatter the particles of his being 
but this is rarely possible since the means required for the purpose cannot be brought into practice except in rare cases if however person does come into existence who can do so by his will then the circle will disappear from the view because the vision will in itself in its shattered state become one with it but in order to have knowledge of it it is also essential for him to be able to rearrange the particles of his being so as to assume the similar form of existence as it had before common imagination may not be conceive of such a personality having ever been born but my perception asserts that definitely a few such ones have come into existence already the condition that exists after shattering of the particles is similar to that of the latent motion and his will lies dormant in it just as it was before at the time of creation and will again be after mahapralaya complete dissolution the same dormant will which caused the creation to come into being will again lead the readjustment of the shattered particles and there will be no limitation then left